Listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music, music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? You've got questions. I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. As you will hear starting off, I, I, was, I was sucked in by the band name. Now, I was completely up front, and so was Derek. And I still love these guys. So I'm on this mission to find anything and everything that connects deep within our framework, with, within our soul. I've found more here with this conversation with this band. The world is a beautiful place, and I am no longer afraid to die. Now, just because I want to throw the profound blanket over most all their songs and lyrics doesn't mean they were specifically intended for such higher ground. Yet, I totally believe we are on similar paths. This took place in Michigan at a picnic table in a park under the bluest skies on July 13th, 2013. Uh, I feel kind of like a slug because... I found you because of the name of your band. Does that kind of bum you out? You know what I mean? It's like I know we give I know we give band names because we want to grab attention, but it's like, wow! I I still want it to be about the music and the message and the lyrics and all that stuff. And like, I just want to hear you guys because the world is a beautiful place and I'm not afraid to die. Talk to me. It was a a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this is audacious and. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess it helped us get attention yeah. when we first started because it's, you know, yeah, a 14-word band name. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so did you actually look up the, uh, did you actually reserve the site or did you just go the TW, you know what I mean, the whole website where this, the world's not afraid to die? Uh, I think, the world's he, not I think it's just theworldisabeautifulplace.com. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't try for the whole thing. You didn't go for the whole thing? No. I'm not sure if it's available. Someone's going to hear it and they're going to buy it and <laughs> yeah. years down and then the you'll, road we'll pay a thousand. When you're playing arenas and stuff yeah. like that. Exactly. So so if it is a joke, but is, is there something behind it too inside of you that kind of goes, you know what, is is there a mindset that the, be- that the world, because in my head, the world is so messed up so much of the time. It's like, how can I think that the world is a beautiful place? I, I mean... I think the good and out good and the bad are pretty equal. Mm. I mean, we're driving around the country, um, playing shows and houses and spaces. And there's kids I don't know coming out, singing the words, helping me not have a job anymore, (laughs) you know, and just that sort of shared experience is a pretty beautiful thing. Um, and do you feel like a lot of the people that are coming to the shows 
are there because they are searching for some sort of, I, I'll say light, whatever that means. Some I, hope or whatever. I right? think they're just looking for a good time, something, hmm. a break from like an escape from like, oh, I go to class, I go to work, and like that's the shitty part of life is yeah. having a job. Yeah, yeah. Obligations. I don't know. Looking to get free, I guess. Right. Get drunk, hang out. And is is music freedom for you? Yeah. There are no rules. There are no rules. There are no rules. That's why we have a fourteen word band name. What 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 does no rules mean to you, Greg? (laughs) Generally, we'll uh, we have plans to release record. We'll just tell no one about you know those kinds of things. Like it's just you can actually do whatever you want. We don't have to write the same record six times. So, uh, and I don't think we plan on doing that. I think everything we do is different. Like there's usually a mindset with everything that we do, and then it's like, okay, we're already talking about like what we're gonna do next, and it'll probably be drastically different. Uh, I don't know. Just that's the idea. Always, just there are no rules, and it's as simple as that. And there's no rules to that statement. You just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. I guess there's a part of me that sometimes wishes there were rules, especially in the music business. So, you could say to me, or I could say to you, dude, this song is so great. You get on 80 radio stations, and you'll play bigger venues, and those in quote unquote are rules per se but there's sort of the the topography of how you make it and make a living so you don't have to work yeah so that's that's the reason i quote unquote want a sort of systematic amount of i i guess there is that to a degree but it's all kind of like shitty stuff like oh you get a manager that has relationships so your band name pops up in these places because someone that's someone's job to make that happen and it isn't like a uh organic thing i mean we've never had like management or anything so everything that's happened has been like you know this tour we didn't play any houses because we don't fit in them anymore like Mm -hmm. there's eight people we draw a lot of these places like we draw a lot of kids which can be a problem for the houses that yeah you know support a lot smaller touring bands too so can can you can i say in this new music business world that you guys are are blazing like some sort of new path because you're figuring out how to get more people to see you every time you come through where other people are just trying to get their songs on the radio still you know what i mean we're sort of just following the model of like uh the bands that we got into like when we were younger like uh like all the diy hardcore bands and punk bands like have done like the same thing yeah it's like basically every time every day you learn something else and it's like even like getting on the radio how you do that is you pay a firm to do a radio campaign for you you know like that's anyone if you got a couple thousand dollars you like a lot of thousand dollars you can pay someone to do that and it doesn't mean anyone's gonna give a shit you know uh we like we have a record label and even they were going to hire like someone to do more pr for our record but like it leaked and like well it doesn't like make as like we don't have as much stuff to premiere, so, like, we can't do that. But, I mean, it really hasn't made a difference. Like, you know, we still, like, uh, people are still excited about our record. So, like, it shows that, like, even if you were, are, even if someone's dumping a bunch of money into a band, uh, and there are bands that I know that, like, they have publicists, they have management, they have booking agents, and still, you know, no one doesn't make people care. Yeah, if, it, if it's not going to click, it doesn't, um, you know. There was this band that, like, we were all friends with uh, called, like, Algeron Cadwallader, and, like, that was for a while, I think, like, the mo- a lot of the bands that were, like, doing what we did, that was, like, the model. Like, it 
prove that you need a record label. You didn't need a. You didn't need anything. People like your band, they're gonna fucking come see you. Yeah, and, they self-release their records and uh, book their own tours and would draw like three hundred something kids every night. Like it was wild, but like with no support of anything other than the strength of their music. Exactly. Um, well, here's here's me. If if I was Mr. Manager, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking you're doing everything right. But there's a part of me that wonders. Would more people see you if you didn't record a record? You know what I mean? If you just wrote this music and you just played it live, that's the only way I could hear it. I mean, I know there's YouTube and I know there's all that kind of stuff. But still, to actually hear it... Because honestly, I I love putting on music in my car and just cruising because then I don't have to wait in line. I don't have to get sweaty. I don't have to wait for you guys to be 30 minutes late. You know what I mean? I'm I'm being fairly honest with you, right? It's like... But there's part of me, it's like, if I really want to see and hear this song the way you guys meant it to be on this day, which may be different than yesterday, yeah. you know, why record a record? There, now I'm Mr. Manager, now you say, here's why we record a record. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have a sort of permanent, physical way to remember the work we did. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's I mean, that too, I mean, that's what I, I, I was thinking about how uh, listening, like, to recording music is a lot it's very soothing and it helps me get through a lot of like stressful things you know that that's just like part of it that's like the most i feel in a lot of ways that's the most important part uh it's especially like when we play like a house show tonight like i think everyone will like love it but for us it's like we're all playing like well that sounded like crap you know like that that's actually not how like we want it to be uh because it's like the levels are all off the pa system may suck you might not be able to hear the vocals we not we might not even be able to like make it as dynamic as we want because the room is shaped like a concrete cube so just like everything sounds the same and the tones are all like blown out uh we were lucky to really record with someone who like uh had very much the same vision that we did and really didn't interfere with the songwriting at all but like really helped us actually like capture like uh sonically how we wanted everything to be and that's important and like it took us like a year to record this record and we ran into like a lot of like issues and maybe we're not like as it might not be the exact thing that we want, but I think we're more, f- after getting through it, we're more focused than we ever have been. Uh, and it was like a great like learning experience. And really it's just like, when we're, because that'll be a day where we're not a band anymore, that's what people will have to like remember us by. And there are, I've seen like bands, some of my favorite bands I've ever seen never got around to recording their material. And like, there's no way to ever like go back and be like, oh, I can reflect on this thing except in like my mind. And I want to be able to have like a recording. That's important, you know? So, and honestly, that is the beautiful thing about music, right? Because when I put on a record from ten years ago, I go, "Wow, I was there." Uh, whatever that means, whatever, whatever. Remember means. where you were the first time you heard it, exactly, kind of thing, or yeah. or a really special point, or you know, because yeah. I, I, I bicycle a lot, and it's like I love putting my my iPod on shuffle and just junk junk pops up that I haven't even heard in literally eight years because I've just sort of thrown a bunch of stuff on my iPod. It's like. Wow, man. Yeah. Why is this song not still huge eight years later or something like that, right? So what about you guys? Because this is the first full-length record, right? Is yes. whenever, if ever. Because I, I was digging that you guys were only releasing EPs, right? Because I was thinking you were capturing, in essence, capturing yourself every six months. Let's say that, right? I thought that was a cool thing. And now, again, now you're back into traditional music business with 11 is 11 tracks on 12 it's 10 but like nine really songs nine, nine actual songs. with the blank blank yeah. number what is it blank number nine nine sorry <laughs> so creative but anyway I, i'm serious were you thinking about going ep 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 the rest of the way through 
there was a period where we definitely were thinking. I mean, I, I remember when we, when we were talking to another record label, and I was telling them like, "Yeah, we want to just do like EPs," and they're like, "What is your problem?" <laughs> uh, I forget what actually made us be like, "All right, we're gonna just do like a long one," or like, I, I mean, even like it's. This- it seems like it's harder to get attention for like an EP, like to do that over and over. It's h- harder to promote people like want the full record. And it's for us to be able to like do this um full time like it makes sense to like have a full length record i mean it's not going to be like full length record only now like we have some weird things planned we're doing like an ambient record that's a collaboration with a with a spoken word artist that we play with sometimes and then we're going to do like a weird split single series uh next year so like it's not just going to be like record record i love like weird releases like short things like we're still probably going to do seven inches and in eps here i'm so busting your balls on why you record music and i don't mean <laughs> I, i'm right. just there right yeah. but but do you dig what daft punk is doing and just sort of letting your music out there to be messed with too what including like primal primal scream you know what i'm talking about you just sort of like record your music the way you want to and then you just let people remix that like crazy like releasing stems and stuff yes. releasing the stems yeah, yeah. That's something we haven't tried, but like, I mean, I, Chris. If someone gonna, asked us for the stems, I'd be like, yeah, fuck him, it, do it. it to him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just not really. I guess that's something that happens less in uh, rock music per se, but like, if people wanted to, uh, we've been talking about like just covering some of our friends' band songs uh, and like putting our own like touch on it. And we've like approached some people about it already, and they they were like excited about that. So like that stuff, I guess, more than we'll be like trying with. Uh, my roommate did sample um, oh, yeah. one of our old songs in like a hip hop beat he made. Yeah, that was actually was really cool. cool. Uh, so I mean, there maybe we'll maybe we'll do that down the line. I guess I'd, we didn't record the last record ourselves, so it'll be a little harder getting all the stuff. And it's just like it's a pain in the butt, you know. It's just the dude who recorded be like, well, that's like a uh, six hours for him. So, but we'll be a lot of the stuff we have coming up because it's like smaller stuff we'll probably just end up recording ourselves at our uh, guitar player's studio so because he's just getting like better and better he just recorded a record uh that uh derek has like his solo project just did and like it sounds great so i think he's like we can we're all confident with what he can do now so but how, how do i find that sort of hip-hop version of that song is it do they just throw it on soundcloud for a minute or he, uh he smokes weed in his room and then plays with a sampler really loud and there's, there's that's all it doesn't exist how do outside. i find it that's what i'm saying or did you, you can't you just heard, oh, yeah, see, come you th- to his room <laughs> see yeah that's what i'm saying yeah. why record the record so i've got to smoke a bunch of weed in this guy's room yeah. right and complete trip hop the next record we're gonna bury underground somewhere, and there will be one copy. Well, did you read? There's a really cool uh, article in Wired, probably what five or six years ago, in Trent Reznor on the, not the current Nine Inch Nails record that's out or coming. Uh, oh where yeah, he, where he hid the um, hid like thumb drives and everything mm-hmm. and pieces of songs, and then supposedly fans found them all over the yeah. earth, well, yeah. which I thought was mm. I thought it was very cool. I, I I gotta believe that one of them, you know, like if you left it in a in a park that we're setting in right now, it'd be yeah. like. If that kid found it, would they actually mesh it up with the nine? You know, a friend of ours released a bunch of songs um, by hiding them in tubes and putting the GPS coordinates, like a geocache, oh, and then like listed them on like the geocache website right. and for people to find. Like some of the tapes got destroyed. Um, oh. Imperx. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna just yeah, say that, too. sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, honestly, I mean. 
I think music has to be great for sure, right? And that's why people come to see you. But if you can make it fun the way people discover it, yeah, that even adds a whole other layer and level to it for me, man. I actually found out that he did that because I was talking about it. I was like, oh, we should do something like that. And he was like, yeah, Imperex did it. I was like, ah, damn it. <laughs> I know. All right. I had this original <laughs> idea that somebody else already had. Dang it. So can we talk about songs off this record, man? Yes. Off the, off the full, off your full-length record. See, I think Heartbeat in the Brain, which <laughs> I just think that is great because I've had that in my brain. I think it's about friends getting in a funky place. Getting- I think it's mostly about moving. Like it's uh, yeah. Tom and I wrote that song together, just sort of about um, starting over. You know, like uh, I like I moved from West Virginia into Connecticut mm-hmm. and just completely started over. Um, because I mean, is there a sense of when you're relocating? Is there a sense of like not only physically relocating, but also I'll say spiritually relocating inside and really finding, trying to find where you as you say in here, tell me where I belong or tell I mean, me where we belong is what you actually say. But yeah, it's a, I mean, there's definitely like a sort of mental shift mm-hmm. when you change locations like that. You, uh, just everything you're experiencing, like the people you meet are different. Like, you know, you sort of like become like a reflection of your environment, uh, in general. So like picking up and starting over alone, like sort of like just resetting mentally. Yeah. And is, is it something that like you're still proud of being from West Virginia or is it something you want to leave behind? Because like where I came from, I'm like, which is in Michigan. I'm like going, there's plenty of times where I like, I want nothing to do with this place. <laughs> there's another part of me. that's like, well, that's I, where I started. So. I want nothing to do with the place I grew up in West Virginia, yeah. but I mean, it's a really pretty state and, yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't really go back there much. Like sometimes we stop on tour, like passing through to like go to this pizza place I liked. But I don't really go. But you, back. but you don't go back there much, even in your mind. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to leave it behind. Yeah. For family reasons, or just because you needed to move on? As a I just need to get out of there. I mean, because it, it felt small. It just sucks. I don't know. Like it's <laughs> small and sucks. Small no. and sucks. Because small doesn't suck always. It's. I mean it. It's it's a really fucking weird place to live. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it'll be on the license plate from here forth, right? <laughs> <laughs> really uh, fucking weird, West Virginia. <laughs> I think that you're also always just gonna, regardless of where you live, you're going when you wherever you're from originally, you're gonna kind of secretly hate it. You know, you'll hate it and love it at the same time, and you'll hear people complain about the same things no matter where they're from. I've had like, I've met dudes who like have lived in New York City their entire life there. They're like, this place sucks. There's nothing to do here. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your? It's just like it's a it's a mindset. You always want to be somewhere else, you know. And I think that both Dave and Derek are actually lucky to be some of the few people that actually get away from the place that they're from. A lot of people are stuck there forever. So you know, and it's good to like be able to like transition that, uh, make that transition, and try new places because you actually you really appreciate. You, I think the second place you live, you know. Hmm. So. And uh, on this tour, uh, in pretty much every city we've gone i've seen someone from west virginia because they all leave and they're spread out no one really leaves i mean a few people leave in a group to go other places but i mean derek and i didn't leave at the same time we left at different times and basically leaving there you just don't care if anyone comes with you you just want to get out and you end up anywhere and that's why in Peoria 
That's a guy I went to high school with. Yeah. Funny story, Dave had uh, these wild plans to move out, and he moved to New York City. And then uh, we had another vocalist named Tom who just, like, basically because of a lot of medical things, decided that he couldn't do the band anymore, which yeah. I think was we all thought was for the best. He just It was very hard on him. Uh, and we had asked Dave to join. Basically, he had only been living in New York for, like, two months. And I was like you want to come live in the shit woods with us again uh it was like yes so we got to experience like the fun city for like no time and just now back back in the shit i I lived there for like six months and like i uh had it was kind of my dream to leave thanks uh it was it had always been my dream to get the hell out of west virginia and uh either live in a big city or be in a band that could tour and every band i was in in west virginia never toured i was in a lot of bands there but they would only play in west virginia and then finally i was like all right i'm making this happen i'm moving to a big city i live there and then what i wanted to do even more than live in a big city was be in a band that could tour so i moved somewhere where i live in a closet and don't really have to pay rent very much yeah that's a good idea yeah because i honestly the few times i've been in new york city i always want to have like Oh, I don't know if it's ten thousand dollars a day, but like ten thousand dollars a week, and just go do New York City. Yeah, that's if and, I I got pretty lucky. I was doing a job in West Virginia um, for like a normal amount of money, but mm-hmm. then it turned out when I moved to New York City, that job paid an insane amount of money. Right. So I was living there like very well and was able to like treat myself, have nice. a really good time. Nice. Yeah. It yeah. Was a lot of but, fun. But smart too to to make i mean it's funny the decisions you guys have to make that i don't think about right is if you're going to be on the road x amount of days a year you don't want to be paying rent and yeah all the stuff that you guys that you know just so you can have a place to lay your head at night when you're back home for three days a month or whatever right right? yeah i don't care that i live in a closet with like a bed and like some boxes that's all i need i don't care i have a backpack with with the a phone charger in it. Yeah, I, I sort of envision those old TV shows where there's like an ironing board that comes out of the wall. It's like you just sort of Dave is sleeping there. Well, That's has, Dave's has, apartment. He has a window in this closet, <laughs> <laughs> so at least that there's that. And where is it right I, now? I don't have to share the closet. Yeah. You <laughs> were sharing a room with our 18 uh, year old roommate who uh, was the trip hop one. Yeah, the one who made the hip hop beat with our sample. Um, that was the first place he lived, and he, he needed a window to blow the smoke yeah, out. Upgraded yeah, to the <laughs> upgraded to the closet. <laughs> but you got a window out of it, so a lot of executives want that, right? <laughs> Making seven figures a year. So, talk to me about uh, the next track on the record uh, called "Fight Boat." Um, I guess maybe some of the stuff that I allude to when I'm talking about your music is that that life can be kind of tough and. It can be a struggle, and right, and that's what you're writing about there. Yeah, more or less. It's a, it's about, uh, I guess, uh, a lot of the imagery we're like placing in that song is about uh, just sort of putting everything to this band, and like, not I dropped out of college so we could do this, and uh, you know, like, let's hope that this works out and has to work out. I've been like playing in bands for a very long time, and none of them have ever really. Mm-hmm worked out i've like tried to tour and so i'm now i'm like like i resolved to give up on playing music and i Mm -hmm. went to college for a little bit and then i ended up starting this band with tom and uh as soon as someone was like i'll put out your record i was like i am dropping out of college now (laughs) i was like i'll put out your i'm dropping out (laughs) finish your sentence yeah it was really quick 
well, I think even like the last part of that song, we were like going through. <laughs> Funny, this whole record, while we were writing it, I think that all of us thought we were going to break up. So there's definitely, I think, some of that also coming out in this. And I thought the end of it was uh, part of it being like, well, <laughs> this is actually what we're going through right now. Like, this has to work, you know? Uh, so, and we really like pushed through. And I think we're in a way better spot than like we were uh, like while this was fucking being made. So. A lot of it's about, like, sort of the uncertainty of, like, the decisions you make, like, what the end result is going to be. Like, it's yeah, I mean, really you know, weird to reflect right. on some things that, like, I decisions I made years ago and, like, where I am now, like, and how things worked out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the last line is, this has got to work out. I mean, there's some something inside of you must be that hasn't become bitter. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Because it would be pretty bitter to band 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 not get there not get there and yeah i i mean that's the only thing that like makes me happy like i have uh i've had a lot of really shitty jobs and uh it's just uh it's hell to like sort of sell your time for something you fucking hate to barely get by right and like the only thing i would have is like all right we have band practice this week we're gonna write something like we have a show this weekend there'll be 10 people there like so, so the irony of and then drugs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the, the, so, are you are you a drug doing guy? Used to. Not I used anymore. to do no. Because you're straight edge guy, right? Yeah. Straight edge guy. We both used to uh, do like a lot of psychedelics and uh, just sort of got older, and now they're scary. <laughs> so it's like, it's like <laughs> I feel you, right? But like when you're 19, you're like, ah, oh, I am fucking. I'm expanding in, in, my invincible. Mind. Yes. yes, and you're just like, no, you're just watching Ren and Stimpy for 12 hours. <laughs> truth. Yeah. Listen to this man. This is truth. Because I mean, I never, I never experimented with that stuff. But there's a part of me, and I'm not straight edge guy either, right? But it's like, but there's a part of me that's like the last few times when I ever did anything was like, I started getting scared that I wouldn't come back to whatever normal meant. And I went, I I don't want to feel like I'm not coming back. Yeah. So that's what, I mean, it wasn't 12 hours of Ren and Stimpy for me, even though that I've watched plenty of Seinfelds for that (laughs) long without drugs, Yeah. you know, to think that I've wasted 12 hours of my life. But, (laughs) but it is, it's, it's an interesting time to get to that decision to, I don't know, maybe grow up. Is that a fair phrase? I would say, I don't know. I, it just it was something that i used to do a lot and i was like this is like my favorite thing in the world like you know i sort of you think that you're like getting all this out of it like like oh the way i'm thinking the things coming up with it's like you know it, you're not really doing anything you're just like oh i laid under someone's bed and kissed the bed frame and decided it was a sentient thing that i was in love with like <laughs> We listened to a Dungeons and Dragons music soundtrack for on repeat for nine hours in a Juggalo's apartment. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I love you. Really, for that. I love you for saying that. Right? I love that. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of the reality of those kinds of things. Like, I even like we like I don't smoke weed or anything anymore. And uh, we have roommates that are like younger than us, and like it's all they fucking they are do. Destroying themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll develop a panic disorder in their mid twenties. And just, is that what it is? So that's what I discovered was some sort of, even though it was a mild panic disorder. I kind of yeah. went, if I'm not coming back, I don't, I don't want to go yeah, here anymore. That's right? sort of why I quit. I was like, oh, I fucking freak out really bad now if I get high. So it's not fun. And it must be easy though if you're, especially if you're in a small confined space where everybody's smoking, right? I mean, I'm talking about at a show. Yeah, you sort of get that there's secondhand not, smoke high. There's not a lot of weed smoke at the house shows though. Oh, okay. Yeah, every now and then it depends on where you are. You get to the weird like 
California. College towns, or Canada and California, where people just smoke weed everywhere. Yeah, it was generally... We've been all doing this for a really long time, so the people, when we do house shows, it's people who just do not fuck around. And that's... Have a ton of people smoking weed or just, like, 14-year-olds drinking 40s on the lawn. That's how stuff gets shut down. Yeah. So generally, like, today, there'll be just no alcohol. Because that really, that's, that's how the cops get called. Yeah. So, uh... I don't know. We, it, it, it's something you run into less and less, you know. So how were you? I'm saying I, I know straight edge is such a weird phrase, but I'm just saying it. You've been that way your whole life. Twenty five years, yeah. And that's so. and that's a sort. I mean, was there a decision point when somebody said, "Okay, come on, dude, you got to just smoke this with us" or whatever? Uh, and that's the way it happens, <laughs> right? Come on, dude, you got to just smoke this with us, just like I said it. No, but you know what I mean. It's like. Obviously, and people, because people, that's what happens. The dark side is over there going, please come over here to, and do ecstasy with me. Uh, yeah, I guess I uh, have a very high tolerance for like stress and bullshit. And I still like break down a lot. And I think my mom and dad would be really stoked if I fucking would have a beer with them or even smoked <laughs> weed. But they just, I disappoint them <laughs> time and time again. Disappoint oh. them by getting a college degree, never doing drugs, and becoming an engineer. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I don't know, music a lot, I like, had like, I, it's like interesting, like talking to people, and like, oh, when I like freak out, I just, you know, I have like a beer or whatever, and I like freak out. I was freaking out the other night, and I put on uh, an Emperor X record and listened to the same song six times. <laughs> so, and like, that's very like soothing. Music has always been like, uh, the thing that calms me down and like helps me get through a lot of stuff and that's i think has a lot to do with why i'm like here now you know and i guess like it as you get older like uh use these things like have music may not have as big of a huge impact on me as i was 16 but that one that's one of the cool things of like what we do is i see like a 16 year old come to one of our shows and is like fucking like you know we are his everything and that's like fucking like wildly inspiring you know so that's cool uh, and I'm like, I'm, I am the band. Like, it's cool to be like, I'm, I'm like doing the same thing that like my favorite bands did for me when I was like that age. So it's cool. Uh, and like people always like, I, I guess there are a lot of people who are like, we had this dude who spoken word for us and he like recently did an interview and he like worded it better than like I ever could or like even could think of. But like that's, uh, we, we're all like older and I'd say probably a lot of people that like our band are like in, you know, their late teens or like early twenties. And people I offer like, well, I want to like be playing to a crowd that's like my age or whatever. But like in a lot of ways, I think that none of us are like dissatisfied that like even though the crowd is younger than we are, it's like that's really the age when music means the most to you. Uh, and like I said, the, some of these kids would fucking you know they would they'll fucking like die for this band. Are you gonna it's, are it's you uh, are you gonna answer his question? I don't even remember. I realized <laughs> as I was talking like when it was off. I think you I started talking about. Uh, I will not do drugs. How you don't really need that no, I as, don't, like I a, don't. as like a release you don't need to I, get I don't drunk. I don't need it and that that it it comes off from when I was younger it was like my release was music and that's where I found it and yeah I don't know what, what I what I think is interesting is that there are people who you you make that decision when you are in awe or inspired by what's happening around you and other people are like the same stuff happens they're like you got to give me a drink because I am really going to toast this up right now because of the exact same things that happen. It's just sort of like somewhere inside you because like you said, your parents would be stoked. <laughs> and I think that is the most hilarious thing that's ever been said into this microphone. They would have really liked it if I just didn't find that minor threat record when I was 15. <laughs> so, But they only played Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, so that was their own goddamn fall. I would have found something else cool but had to go find it myself. <laughs> so, 
so. It's so much. I mean, I read the Neil Young autobiography, and he. Uh, I mean, most of it was like if that's the way you found more of yourself is if you did drugs, right? And it's like, so I almost don't blame them for living in that world of like, let's drink and do drugs uh, and find more of ourselves because that was the message of the day, I think. At least that's what I got from... Well, it's like from interesting too, because there's that one Neil Young song, Needle in the Damage Done, where he like, it's like, you know, so that's happening and then he's like, sees like... Uh, one of like his one of the dudes in a crazy horse fucking destroy himself because of it you know and that's like another thing I see like I uh, a lot of people just get caught up in that and that's like the only way they have fun <laughs> and a lot of people say I don't have fun but I guess it's like I the way I have fun is like being productive and getting things done uh, so like that <sighs> yeah, yeah exactly I don't know <laughs> I could imagine that uh, having never drank like a big deterrent is uh, being around drunk people while you're sober because that well, is the did, most exhausting and obnoxious did, thing in the world. We did this tour with uh, a band called Finch, and at the end of every night, they would give everyone in our <laughs> band all the alcohol. And there's another dude in my band who's straight edge, Chris. So basically, it'd be like 2 a.m. We we went back to like Philadelphia to stay like every night. And so it'd be us driving the drunk bus home, and it was just <laughs> ridiculous. Like, everyone was just so loud. Like, the first hour, everyone would just be, like, screaming, and then everyone would pass out. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Just everyone was dead, like, an hour into the drive. But the first hour was just so wildly... Everyone was, like, just fourth-grade drunk. Yeah. So... There's something uh, someone said on the uh, from the band Self Defense Family on their uh, website. Uh, he said he can't stand anyone who's loud but not funny. And that's why he doesn't. That's why he's straight edge. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give you that, man. There's it's no fun being around people who are wasted all the time, or not all the time, but just when they're wasted. It's like because they think I'm not having fun, but it's like I can have fun when I'm not wasted. And they can't, because because somehow they feel like they can get they release, I don't know, some inner thing that is all built up. I guess like that was probably like more of my mindset when I was younger. I really honestly just don't give a shit right now. I don't care if people are like drunk or whatever. Uh, I think when you're like a little fucking fourteen year old straight edge warrior, like you're like I don't want to be around people who are drunk. But I, it's like everyone. I, I don't really have a problem with it anymore. You know, you just kind of fucking get by. And I'm, I'm like saying, like, oh, we had to like try the drunk bus. That really actually wasn't a problem at all. Honestly, just kind of, I mean, it's more it of an observation in my head. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> this is funny. And it was just, it was just every, every night, it was like everyone just got so trashed because it was like, so this band was like, here. take all of this, we don't need it. So, also, it was funny because one night, uh, <laughs> I my my girlfriend came to the show in Philly and she drank like s- seven of the beers and everyone got so pissed at her. She's also so tiny, so she got so drunk and actually locked me in a bathroom for like an hour and just like gushed me. It was very cute. I liked it. Uh, so I was just talking to her about the other night. She's like, I don't remember any of that. So what I think is funny, especially when I talk to like uh, and I'll just say older rock stars, but even even older people who they will laugh hysterically at how stupid they were. And I always think, you know, just even like there, it's like, we have to laugh at that kind of thing. And I'm going like, you're kind of an ass then, right? I mean, it's it's weird. So anyway, I, I'm, I digress from this record because that's really why we have microphones, right? <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Am I not supposed to be working right now? Picture of a tree that doesn't look okay. Again, and I even think the next song, You Will Never Go to Space. Both of those songs are like trying to make sense of this world. Is that... Is that a fair assessment? Uh, 
picture of a tree that doesn't look okay is about me and our old vocalist doing LSD. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back into drugs. Okay. And why yeah, are you straight like, edge? Oh, we just talked about all that. I was like, and then I was looking, I was like, oh yeah, the next song. It's sort of about uh, my house that we did shows at and also about this night that uh, we did LSD. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. like, and, and are you are you deciding to, to, to do LSD when it's a life-changing decision? Should I leave or try to beat this? Uh, that's what you, that's more about uh, leaving home stuff that Greg and Tom wrote that part. Yeah, the whole the beginning the beginning part of the lyrics were there was like a different draft of it and kind of just had we stalled on the record for a while and this was like the first song that really like we started up again and like started hammering through the rest of it and the beginning is very much about the house. Uh, I think uh, it's it's everyone's kind of. When we write collaborate, it's interesting because sometimes, like, legitimately everyone is singing about something different. Uh, I think a lot of it is, like, the the frustrations of, like, just trying to get this this thing that we all care about the most to work. Uh, and then there is, like, the we fall into the, the drug hole as well. It's, yeah. it's a sort of, like, a collage of imagery based around, like, living in Willimantic and, mm-hmm. you know. So then, 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 are am I close on? You will never go to space. Uh, a lot of the stuff at the end we had written first. Uh, is this a dream of reality part? And we were just like stalling on like what to do in the the first part. And it was like right, that was like right after like Tom and I like I I really can't do this anymore. Uh, and I remember like those lyrics all came together like in when we were like uh, doing the first couple of shows without him uh, driving. I was written outside this club and called the Barbary, and that—that's like I my favorite part of the record, just because that was actually the first part is very like personal for me, uh, and just like uh, it's important for me to or like the thing in my life at least is like never being satisfied. By the time I get whatever I want, I'm already like I want something else. And I think that although it's like you know that's that's some people that may like seem like tortured that like kind of keeps you like moving, uh, and there's like it's just I guess like what parts of it are like very very personal uh what was like going on at least like in my life at like that very time uh and then it kind of just tied into the like uh is this a dream or reality stuff which is like going on and then at the end also there's we had this stupid idea to like just try to incorporate our friends band names in it as well so that kind of like popped in as well exactly we were dream we were skeletons and into it over it uh, and I think they kind of got a kick out of that and that was like something we were like consciously trying to do at a couple of points uh, so, yeah. so is gig life about Tom leaving? I don't really know. I think uh, Tom sort of has, and he references on some of our older stuff. A uh, friend of ours that he had uh, feelings for, not even that. Like a lot of people who know, like uh, moving out west, sort of like I don't know people that are involved with, sort of like uh, you know cut ties or you know move that west it just sort of about i guess how he experienced it Mm -hmm. that's what i gather uh how about layers of skin we drag around you guys um because i love the line we're still scared but we're also patient i love that i think that that song's mostly just about being young getting older Mm -hmm. like it's uh yep just enjoying the journey along the way is i guess what i got from it because too many times i think we can bitch about life yeah or enjoy it so much that it's like what just happened yeah it's like somehow you know it's like i guess the greatest part of life that i figured out is 
not to arrive. You know, it, it's like you said, it's like never being satisfied, but mm-hmm. but also being able to appreciate the, the time, where, yeah. whether it is a house right now or it's the drive back or whatever, right? So, mm-hmm. it's also the idea in uh, layers that um, j- sort of like reflect. Like I'm 28 years old. I um, I have 10 roommates and I play in a rock band. I think everybody else that's like my age that I grew up with like has kids has like careers right. has 401k working stuff on like it, that right. yeah. whereas like I was like I'm still living like I'm a 19 year old or something like I just uh, the line you know are we powerless against our youth escaping mm. like I don't know I'm still doing the stuff that I love that I did when I was younger I'll say out loud that I think when I'm on a bus with you know bands that have sold millions of records I, I just still think it's because they love high school <laughs> right i mean it's, there, you don't you don't have to you don't have to grow up uh, high school sucked high school sucked it's funny <laughs> i feel like you know I mean, right the no responsibility thing oh yeah yeah i mean I, I guess like that that idea but i mean we're still like we we have to be a our own managers like we have to there's nobody driving us to the show there's yeah. nobody like setting up our gear it's like we have to we've like figured yeah. every i mean i mean the fucking shot like running all this stuff like it is i'd say we're all honestly like wildly responsible so it's like not even that because it's like we're doing this thing that and it's and he kind of keeps saying like uh the make a living off of it we're not really you know like you kind of you kind of like get by uh and it's really like if we didn't anyone who's doing this kind of thing in this like day and age is really like there's not a lot of money to be made, you know, for like unless you're like Justin Bieber or something. You know, you don't you don't do this unless you're like this is actually the only thing I give a shit about, and it's like I think that's very much the case for all of us, you know. So and it's, it doesn't matter. Like we'll we'll be on this tour and we'll all like walk away with like I don't know like not some money, but like not like we're not gonna be like living the rest of the year off. Of it, <laughs> well, you know? we'll be able to pay next month's rent. Exactly, <laughs> and it's like, like all right. Uh, but I mean, that's, um, it's all kind of like, oh my God, well, we can do that. You yeah. know, uh, it's crazy. So it's like, I went on tour and I didn't lose the hundreds and hundreds of dollars, mm-hmm. which by the way, is probably better than most bands. Yeah. Right. That's it the is. sad thing. Isn't it crazy? It real. I book tours for lots of bands and I absolutely know that we, I mean, we're friends with like all our friends do this, you know, like that's, those are the people we connect the most with. Uh, and so like, we've all been like shit bands that are not shit bands, but we all like the music we made before but like bands that just like stuff didn't come together and that's very much like i guess why we're like comfortable with where (laughs) things are and like how things maybe things aren't progressing like we're not like playing like 500 cap venues right now but like like okay like maybe like one day we'll get to that point we'll see it's nice to be like okay we're like playing and like people care about this band that's what kind of keeps us driving to do it each each tour has been getting better so like there's there's like bigger turnouts because it made me think that if you're booking all these bands that aren't that you know are in essence pulling the money out of their pocket just to stay on the road i i just wonder is it is it the dream of success and money that keeps you alive you know i mean that keeps you wanting to pull money out of your wallet that you made on your day job to go do that or or is it that you don't have a clue <laughs> and music makes you that that hour on stage or however long you're on stage does make moves you so much on the inside that you that you're addicted to it in a way i'd say a relative mix of uh both both delusions i guess you know yeah i'd say it's 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 definitely at first it's just it's like okay i want to do uh right 
want to do that. I've seen like just bands will also fall apart or like lose, you know. I, make- I think it's kind of there's also the it's one for the other like the idea that like okay so we keep going on tour like this is a lot of fun like this is like incredible to play shows and have people show up it's like how can i sustain myself like how can i do this all the time so then it's like all right so now we need to make these moves to like try to like make a living but at the same time i think that's like i see a lot of the downfall a lot of bands they stop actually focusing on the art they're making and that's really the most important thing and that's, I mean, if we get to a point where, like, uh, if we have to stop touring for a while to, like, write the record that we want to write, then we're going to do that, you know? Like, because really, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. And I don't want to be a band just like, oh, we have, like, we have to have an LP out next month because our record label said we have to. We'll fucking take our goddamn t- As this record shows, we will take our goddamn time to finish on uh, something until we're happy with it, you know? Well, you, what I think is, is it? stupid for me to think this is important but i think it's important that people know that you actually have day jobs to live on this earth if, if that's the right phrase and do you have a day job derek i so run a business okay run this okay well anyway no no i i like i run something a, besides music yes yes and I, and I just think that too many times musicians and artists want to go this is what i'm doing because art is driving me and it's like but I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, because if somebody heard the interview go, yeah, I want to be just like them. They're great and awesome because that, they're on the road all the time. And they, you know, but you have to make money to exist on this planet to keep yeah. the van on the road in addition to the money that you can make on the road, that you are making on yeah. the road right now. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that's something you guys want to, if artists like you want to say, eh, I don't want to really talk about that, but it's. But it's reality, right? And that's what I think is important. I, we all do other things to pay right. the bills. Uh, our bass player, Josh, works in a grocery store. My wife and I worked at a calzone place up until January. Um, Steve, is a our drummer, is a drum instructor. Greg was an engineer. He's a booking agent. No, you know. I work at a record label, too. And it's kind of just like, I guess all of us are lucky because we're like, invo- most of us are like involved in like right. other music related things. So it's like, it's very like, we're all very focused on it. Uh, and like our other guitar player, Chris, like records bands. So like we're all, I'd say we're all <laughs> so wildly busy all the time right. because basically we've put, we've chosen to make the things that we love, though, the things that we focus on entirely. And that, that it's hard to like meet, meet ends with that. But like, you know, like you, it's satisfying to be like, this is the thing. I don't care sometimes when I work, like, you know, every di- every waking hour. It's like, I actually enjoy the things I'm working on. It's kind of crazy. So it's satisfying. I, I love what I do, and I feel like I do it yeah. almost every minute of the day. And if I'm not doing it, I'm thinking about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, guess, I guess I'm going to go to Getting Soda's last, last song that I want to talk about on the record. Because, because as we wander through this life... We, we make these choices that you just talked about, right? Yeah. That we are going to live on this this big ball of grass and cement and buildings and, you know, guitar strings and whatever else, whatever it's made of, right? I think it's more about, um, I mean, the sort of like collective human experience can be a pretty uh, crushing and terrible thing. And it's sort of about... Uh, trying to make decisions so it's in you know something so everyone can get by i guess so it was very like when we that was like a mashup it had started uh i remember like showing like the first drafts of stuff to you uh both uh 
Derek and uh, Derek I, and Dave. I don't know why that I just, words are not coming out of my mouth. Uh, and like there, there were a couple of different like uh, ideas when I remember. It was like the idea of like the song. It should come about like how uh, how hard everything is, but like at the same time, like it comes together. You know, and the last part is very like like. I mean, if things are hard, but like it'll work out, and like there's a lot of recycling of like all. The end is like a, this like collage of like also recycled lyrics from like not recycled, but like things that have popped up in either songs in the record or like past material. So like everything like loops together, you know. And there's the, like all the songs are you know, like collected together. I guess I don't, I'm kind of like lost what I'm trying to say. Is it easier to sing and write lines like "The world is a beautiful place, but we have to make it that way" than it is to? use it as a mantra or say or say it to somebody else you know because it comes off preachy you know what i mean because that's a that's a line to make a choice there right yeah i suppose i, I, I know because because you seem to i mean i'm not gonna go around i like we're not like right. we're not like a Evangelist, preacher or right. anything we're not like hey you guys have to change these things like we're not it, it's not about uh like having causes or isms or those kinds of things right. it's just more or less don't be a shithead <laughs> you know <laughs> by the way that t-shirt would sell like crazy yeah. don't be a shithead because <laughs> I, I, that's what i'm sensing is that is that through through the words that you guys are 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 singing and 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 I'm reading and and listening to and it's like they're powerful man they 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 get in the they get in the soul of people right and again maybe I'm just back to that's what's the great thing about music right is that you don't have to put me down to my back and grab my neck and go the world is a beautiful place you idiot you know you can just sing it and go hey if you hear it you hear it now and if you don't hear it today maybe you'll hear it tomorrow or something right yeah I, I think, I mean, pretty much the general theme of all of our songs is sort of documenting the collective experience of being alive and uh, turning into something that, like, you know, that we all share. There's, like, eight of us, and then, like, the people listen to our music sort of, like, mm -hmm. this sort of, like, uh, we're experiencing similar things, like, we're in this together, I guess. Yeah, which comes off cheesy, right? When you say it, yeah. but when you sing it, it doesn't come off cheesy. And I don't know, I don't know what that is about it. But it's like, I guess I still dig talking about it. And, and the older that I get, it's like I think that's a, a message that so many people have to hear because you know life can be crappy and it can yeah. beat the hell out of you, even if you're not from West Virginia, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's, you could be from Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true. I mean, it's just what it is. Um, so I want to jump to are here to help you. Okay. Uh, that EP. I mean, even that. Oof, even that, that was so long ago. <laughs> was it? I mean, even that. Even the title of that I will be okay. Everything that that particular song about life and whatever, right? So, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just jumping around, but it, the, yeah, the essence of what you just said is probably true. You, you want to reflect, yeah, the collective us, right? Yeah. You know, the collective soul to steal a band name, right? Yeah. Just to be cheesy about it, I guess. <laughs> The royal we, <laughs> the royal we. Yes, we should can we do the rest in British accents? Because <laughs> that's the the native tongue in West Virginia is the British accent, isn't it? People all think it's uh, southern, but it's actually just it's exactly like uh, yeah. Wales. Is it really? No, no I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> hooked yeah. me right on the cheek. Yes. Yeah, because nobody ever goes to West Virginia. They only leave West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> there's no airports. There's no bus terminals. Except there's roads heading out yeah. one way. 
All roads lead out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I got to tell you, and if you steal this idea, I will come and beat you <laughs> to a pulp. But I think you, if you aren't doing it already, t-shirts that say, wait, what? Would sell like crazy because I have so many people that I've heard in my life just go, wait, what? I mean, it's like. That is exactly why that song is called that. All the song titles on this record are the dumbest shit. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just actually every everything. They usually tie, don't tie in with what the song is about whatsoever. Yeah, uh, Bread for Brett, uh, our good friend Brett has a gluten allergy, so yeah. Bread is poison to him uh, <laughs> and, I, and I come with homeless where the heart is right uh, <laughs> and maybe that is what the song's about but the title of the song yeah the, the song Meg Steve's title came from one of the actually that dude that band Algernon that we were talking about got really drunk and just started calling Steve Mega Steve and we're all like that's a keeper we yeah. are holding on to that one uh, so are any of the I, I was thinking when I was going through them not, none of the song titles are actually in the lyrics are they um, per se, exactly? No, I don't think so. They're usually just jokes to us or <laughs> something. I mean, Heartbeat in the Brain was, uh, I was like drunk on the internet and I was reading an article about lost films and it was really creeping me out and one of them was Heartbeat in the Brain. It's like a film about trepanation. <laughs> but, Dude, it, it, it's just so funny when, I'll just say me as a listener sits there and here I'm looking for deeper meaning and everything and I mean, in a way you guys are like eh, it's just a joke name you know what I mean it's just like I mean, it's sort of and it's, and I, it's nothing wrong with that by it, the way it's for whoever experiences it to get what they get out of it right know? right because I will say that uh, I do a lot of interviews with older people so they're really close to death right and some people and I, and I just think that I can say out loud if I can talk about the last half of your name of your band that I don't think I'm afraid to die right now and so maybe that's why I really latched on because there are people who are in their late 80s who are still afraid to die and I'm going dude you got 88 years under that belt when, when, when are you going to find some yeah, peace a good run. right you sort of think that right but yeah. but I guess when my dad died he didn't want to die and he was in his he was in his 80s and I thought what a sad place to be you know and again Maybe that's me latching on to four words at the end of your at the end of your band name and going, oh, these are messiahs that have the message, the message from above that will find help me find my the rest of my peace through these days that I will have on this earth. And I think one of the funniest things that was a sort of joke on our band name it was like written like a news headline and says, uh, band members admit that the world does have its drawbacks and maintain a few legitimate fears of death <laughs> nice <laughs> something like that <laughs> and probably that's more accurate than all of it right yeah <laughs> i totally appreciate you guys taking this time and i i, I wish you well on the road without uh, accidents and uh, i hope gas prices don't go up anymore but uh, that will that changes the day-to-day -day, doesn't it when you're in state to state it must that must make you crazy we got a new van, and actually, gas mileage hasn't, even with the trailer, hasn't been sucking that bad. So we're, before it was a nightmare, and now we're like, oh, dude, this is cool. Yeah. It's been, it's been, I mean, it's not great, but it's like, I'm like, this is better than it was. So, yeah, bring it. I dare you. <laughs> how, how much does it cost right now to fill up from empty on, in that van? Is it a hundred bucks? A hundred bucks. So, a eh, hundred bucks a day really is not that, I mean. I know. Not that unreasonable, I guess. So, it, it's, we're, we're doing okay. So especially now we're on our like what we're calling the victory lap. So it's pretty like the drives are short and so drives are short and it's all uh, places that we've played a lot mm -hmm. and like 
sort of know that we draw well in. We're not, we're not in uh, Albuquerque anymore. I like victory dance. That's yeah. a good way to think about yeah. it, right? We're on the, we're on the victory dance home, and we can actually uh, <laughs> find something in the black. So speaking of the word dance, can you pronounce the word before dance for me? No. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> we do not know how. We don't know. <laughs> we watched videos on how to pronounce it. Oh, seriously? Yeah, and I was just like, what? Okay. Josh, I think Josh can do it. I don't know. We just call it volcano dance. Oh, nice. I think yes. it was like it's when an explosion we, of, of letters. When we uh, wrote that song, that that was around the time that that had happened, like the volcano in uh, Iceland, and so I was like, "That's a that's a word. Let's yeah. uh, why don't we use that?" Thanks for the time, you guys. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Ed. That's a lot of Derek and Greg from the band in sporadicness from Dave. I guess if the key is to leave behind West Virginia and search out greener pastures. They've done themselves well. And bonus, bonus, I get to listen in to what's churning inside of their insides. Glad you took the time, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks, questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. <laughs>